No, don't say ready. Just press the damn button and you know you have the fancy machine where you can just crop it where you want to start. I know. So this is wedding week timeline, right? That's what we're going to talk about. How much coverage do you need? That's what we're talking about. Yes, we're going to talk about that today because not every day you get married and I think it's kind of something that you don't really think about. Like you look at, you may look at wedding packages and see four hours, six hours, eight hours, but what does that really mean? And I think probably one of the most confusing part is trying to configure your timeline and not know how many details you're getting. But one right. of the cool things that you do is break it down and give that clarity. And most importantly, give that direction and that guidance. Oh, sorry. Put that away. <laughs> sorry. Give that. Uh, it was a bride. Do you forgive me? Yes. Okay. Give that clarity around, you know, how to structure your day so that way you get the best coverage timeline for your day. Right. Because, I mean, you book your photographer or your videographer so far in advance, well well before any other details, the final details are really even there. So, you know, just whether you're with us or you have another photographer or you haven't found one yet, it's really important to just kind of go over the details that you do have. Because, you know, even though all the details aren't set in stone, there's a way to, to figure out that, you know, a photographer will know just by simply what is it that you would like captured. Believe it or not, everybody has a different list. Everybody has um, a different vision. So just with that vision alone, they'll know exactly, not exactly, but a rough estimate of how much time to allot for each portion of the day. Therefore, adding that up and figuring out what's the best overall hours um, to get them through the day so that they're there for all of the important moments that you're wanting them to be there for. So one thing that we have, I guess, I guess everybody does it. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if there's any that, that don't, but most photographers give you like a guide, like here is your standard. So for us, it's, you know, four, six, eight hours, for example. Some people say small wedding, medium wedding, large wedding. Right. Uh, but the, the key there is trying to figure out exactly what that means. So what is covered in a, let's just say, a four-hour period? What's covered in a six-hour? What's covered in an eight-hour? Um, those are just guides. They're not set in stone. Those are just guides off of the majority of most weddings that we get. Oh, Aaron had his phone on too. <clears throat> so the, the majority of the, the timelines that we get for the day are based off of those hours because they covered various things. So the difference between... Uh, you know, let's just say yeah, I, can, I can go into that if you want me to. Um, yeah, just because I kind of uh, not that Aaron doesn't do the timeline breakdown. It's just that every week I'm having that conversation a little bit further um, with the bride for the weekend coming up. Um, so our four hour package and not speaking for every photographer, but for us, this is how we kind of look at it. Four hours is going to be something smaller. So some form of elopement. Um, it could be a small wedding, backyard wedding. Um and, and the way that it's that the, the hours are broken down to cover the day really just depends. So let's just say four hours of backyard wedding, right? We may have a 15 to 20 minute ceremony. So that doesn't really take up a ton of time. That that bride or groom may have the choice of us getting there may, maybe an hour and a half before that, um, a small, you know, snippet of pre-wedding, then the 20, you know, 15, 20, 30 minute ceremony. And then the remaining coverage would be the reception portion, which for backyard weddings and elopements is a lot smaller. We, there's not a ton of guests. Um, so everything happens a little bit quicker and 
you know, that remaining time left from that four hours that we didn't use for the pre-wedding portion or the ceremony would be more than enough time um, to capture what you needed for one of those wedding days. Given, you know, with an exception, um, sometimes there's a certain detail where it may be send off or something like that, that really affects when you, when the coverage time would end, um, that, you know, if the coverage doesn't stretch that time, sometimes that's when you start to look at everything can't fit in that four hour window because of the time layover that it has to, to lay over to capture certain events happening at certain times. So um, that's when you kind of look up. Six really quickly is um, going to be a smaller, um, not a smaller, larger than the four hour, but compared to the eight, it's going to be pre-wedding um, ceremony, whether it's a um, you know, a ceremony at a venue where it may be max 30 minutes, or if it's a ceremony at a church where it's an hour, um, and then some reception as well. The overall time layover is going to depend on um, how far is the pre-wedding location from the ceremony location? How long is the ceremony location from the reception location? Um, If you're at a venue and everything's in the same place, that package is absolutely most likely going to work eight times out of 10, given that two times out of 10, there might be a specific detail like I said, with send-off and it being a specific type of send-off having to happen at a certain time where it may affect where the time, where the, the coverage basically lays over on a timeline as far as time of day. Um, the eight-hour coverage, I've never had any wedding day need more than that, to be honest. Um, if anything, it was maybe a 15 or 30-minute uh, overflow of that coverage time in which I consider myself was, you know, I was already going to be there. Um, so, not speaking for every photographer, if you're out there um, and you have a photographer in another state or anything like that, um, but the eight hours is a really, really good coverage breakdown, especially for us. Um, we have an amazing amount of time for pre-wedding. We can capture pretty much anything you send me on Pinterest. We're going to have time to capture that. Um, the ceremony, like I said, whether at a venue and it's shorter or at a church um, where it's the, lo- the longer um, ceremony and then the reception time. Um, do you kind of want to go in, Aaron, on reception time? I feel like there's a misconception um, about choosing their coverage and how long their reception is. Yeah, so the again, we kind of opened up with this, but I'll say it again. This is a guide of yeah. the most common uh, timelines that we see. The beautiful thing is anytime we, we send out the, pre-question, the, the pre-wedding questionnaire, Lacey and I discuss together what that's going to look like. Namely, she really configures the day to make sure that you maximize the amount of hours that you have with the things that you're wanting covered and or um, saying, okay, let's move some things around so that way we can ensure that we cover all the most important details. Um, As far as reception goes, that's one that everybody thinks that you're going to want the majority of your coverage. You're going to want, you know, I want four hours of reception time. I want Aunt Sue and, and, you know, Uncle Clark's dance moves. But and here in Louisiana, sometimes it could be as long as a six-hour reception. Yeah. and, so and It could be really long. Look, we don't want to not get the pictures, yeah. but the, the most important thing, you know, and is... it's definitely a fun time. But yeah. it's more so kind of how that time, us utilizing that time or not using it, affects your gallery. Um, and then ultimately, are you getting redundant pictures of, of right. like I said... Uh, Uncle Joe or Aunt Sue doing the same exact worm because, you know, they did it four times that night. They did the worm four times. And, and I mean, you don't need uh, two hours of pictures of that. 
Um, you know, every team is different, every team size, how fast we work. So I think it's safe to say that about 90% of the weddings that we go to, um, all the miniature events. Um, so, um, bouquet toss, garter toss, money dances, anything like that, all of that stuff. It's pretty much the same every weekend where, um, the bride and groom decide we would love to get all of that done in the, at the the forefront of the evening. Um, so that we can, you know, feel, not feel like we're finished, but um, not feel like there's something on their mind that they have to do in a little bit. They can just kind of finally relax and just stay on the dance floor the rest of the night if they want to. Um, With that being said, it's really easy to finish capturing everything, all those miniature events, and then even decor, um, you know, cake tables, centerpieces, things like that, and even walk around the room and, and say, hi, would you like a photo? You know, for those people who never get on the dance floor, they, that only takes a certain amount of time. Not that it takes a little bit of time, but it takes a significantly less amount of time than the overall allotment of time for the reception. So what Aaron was saying with redundancy, after a certain time of the night, once we've captured everything on our checklist, all that's left remaining that's happening is dancing, which we've, at that point, if the checklist is complete, we've captured hundreds of those already. Um, So, you know, choosing and having someone um, look at your overall day, kind of like I do with our brides, to make sure that that extra two hours that's on there after the photographer like us, or if it is us, is done capturing those. If you had extra time, then it should have maybe been planned a little bit better as far as um, the photographer should have seen that there's extra time where it was just going to end up being redundant. So maybe during that pre-wedding consult before, you know, the wedding day comes, you could shift that to another portion of the day. Obviously, the ceremony is not going to get any longer. So you would shift that to the pre-wedding portion, which I think is just majorly popular right now. Um, And when I say popular, I do think that it didn't have as much focus as it should have had just short, a short time ago. Um, Well, too. So one thing that you are, one thing that's hard to understand, I guess, sometimes is the details in the beginning. Um, you're not getting dress details and you're not getting, you know, potentially earring placement. Like don't take away from the fact that you want the pre-wedding details captured. Obviously at the time that they're happening, getting them at the reception or whatever, meaning the the point of the, the placement, if you will, is structuring your day to ensure that, you're maximizing your time throughout the day. And there's not just a huge lull where, you know, the photographer's just sitting there saying, okay, we got two hours to waste. And then, you know, you're, you're not utilizing that coverage. I I think that's, that's a great point that we always, you know, when Lacey's reviewing the timeline, she's always making sure that we can maximize that time that you have on there to where it's captured in the best way to get your, maximum coverage and the maximum amount of details for your gallery. Right. That's the ultimate focus there. Um, now with that being said, we have, you know, and, and I'm sure Lace can attest to this. We have folks that reach out to us. They assume that they only need six hours, but they have an extensive. Oh yeah. Know, I detail. can actually give this weekend's wedding as an example, um, lover to death. We did our very best. I think that there was some, um, some final details uh, and or just the timeline. And this is the thing, you know, when you first reach out to your photographer or to me, 
there's very minimal details compared to this, you know, this is wedding week. It started wedding week this week for her. Um, And when we, you know, we do that final review so that we can see and know all the details are in place, locked in, and nothing's really going to change because there's not a whole lot of time for it to do that. Um, We looked at it and it was easy to spot right off the bat, um, one o'clock wedding. So the way that I kind of do it is I plan it backwards. I know how much time I need. Um, there's some weddings that have money dances, some that don't. Some have garter um, and bouquet tosses, some don't. The way that I look at it is I schedule the amount of time that I know I need, even if they have everything. And if there's you know any of those things, like if there's maybe a dance that they're not having or something, I still leave that time on there um, because you know timelines can get behind in a a little bit throughout the day so I still leave it there regardless of if there's any of the many events within the major event that they maybe are excluding from the list of what we're doing Um, I allot the exact amount of time that I know I need to capture a full reception as far as and when I say full reception full reception as far as the gallery Um, what I need from the start to completion time-wise to capture everything if they were planning everything as traditionally as possible um, to a T. If they remove anything, great. We have extra time um, in the event we start running behind um, in any way, but I allot only that amount of time. So you plan backwards from that, and any coverage that's left over goes on the front end. Um, At that point, if the front, whatever's left for the pre-wedding, it's either going to be too little, depending on the package, like the package choice. there's no, there's nothing, there's no too much. There's so many moments that happen. Um, so even if the layout was, you know, let's just say this weekend's wedding, I think we have two hours of pre-wedding coverage. That's how the coverage fell. It worked perfect. But there was, it was easy for me to spot based off of the times that there was a two hour gap. And the gap ended up coming in because they were gifted a, um, Not that they weren't going to do a send-off, but they were gifted a send-off that was specific to leaving. So there's things we can do with faux send-offs, pretty much any type of send-off. But with this specific wedding, um, the Rolls-Royce, you leave in the car. The car doesn't, you know, show up for you to do a faux send-off and then the car stay out there for hours. So with that being said, normally we would talk about and plan a faux send-off. And I'll get into that in a later episode why 100% in this case we, I would consider the faux send, I would have considered it because of the coverage, but when like nine times out of 10, it's not because of that. I'm going to recommend a faux send off 10 times out of 10. Um, and nine times out of 10, with the exception of this one wedding that I, that it would have been a solution. It's for other reasons. I do want to come back and touch on that in another episode of why you should absolutely have a faux send off versus, um, a send off when you're leaving. If it's a send off, that's not dictated by the Like you actually have to leave in it like a car. Um, But anyways, so because that happened, we weren't able to figure out the best time to have a faux send off because it couldn't be a faux send off. So we had to go over the package and make sure that it worked. Um, We went ahead and we added the two hours. It doesn't happen a lot. And honestly, if that send off wouldn't have been in place um, and it had to be locked into that time spot, that exact time for the day. Um, then we would have been able to make that her package would have worked absolutely beautiful without that. So just simple details, um, anything that, you know, um, that might've been something she didn't know at the time, um, or not something that she even realized how it would work in with the rest. That's something 
that I think if you tried to figure it out bride-wise, um, planning your wedding, you know, you don't plan a wedding every day. So I feel like that would be something. Don't stress yourself. Just simply run the details by your photographer, and they should be able to tell you. If this is roughly what you envision your day looking like, and, you know, this is most likely the area, even if you can't tell them I'm getting dressed at this hotel, if you know that your goal is going to be to search for an Airbnb in the same city as your wedding, then that definitely helps um, with a drop with them figuring in drive times, um, because sometimes that can, you know, change things. For example, we have a wedding coming up in Baton Rouge and the ceremonies in Baton Rouge and the reception is in St. Francisville. It's a 45 minute drive. If I wouldn't have asked that simple question on what is the distance or if they wouldn't have told me that, then I could have easily told them package, uh, the six hour package will work beautiful. Whereas if there was, you know, smaller drive times, it definitely would. In this case, they need the eight because of how men, how much time is being eaten up on commuting between each location. And I, I think too, you got to think about overall events of the day. So of course you have the getting ready part. You have either first look or, you know, ceremony details, the venue, things like that. And then after the ceremony, you also have to allot time for your group photos. Like if you have a large family, don't expect to get that done in five minutes. Be realistic with your timeline to say, okay, we need, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes to get all of the group pictures because it's usually, you know, trying to herd everybody up after the ceremony. Everybody wants to give you hugs and everybody wants to, you know, congratulate you, which is which is the goal of the wedding, right? But from a from a timeline perspective, it's unrealistic to think that those will be done in five minutes. So you've got to, and, and right. we really dig into that and see what exactly is your expectation for the day, um, which is a lot more helpful for being realistic. That's, that's kind of, you know, when, when Lacey goes over that final yeah. timeline, it's to be realistic with your expectations and say, okay, do we have enough coverage here? It'd be easy for us to say, you know what, just get the most amount of yeah. hours that you can get in the day. And that way you'll have everything covered. But again, it's not about that. It's about maximizing the amount of time that you, that you have. Um, and, and then, you know, once you are done with the ceremony, you get to the reception, there's, there's times when the timeline does not warrant you even stopping to get a drink or something to eat. Like, you, you know, not it's, if it's, I planned it. right. It's, it's so hectic to where, but you sometimes know, it is unrealistic. Um, you know, there's not a human factor in there as far as, you know, even a transitioning period of time. Um, so, okay. Ceremony ends at five pictures until five fifteen. Leave the church at five fifteen. Getting in the vehicle will will take at least like there has to. There's a. I, I plan all of that with all of that human factor in there. Um, even the reception. You know, whenever I go over and I, I could you know make head spin if I threw out every single detail that I work through whenever I'm allotting the time frames that I'm doing for this for the planning. And I but, think that's something that you do that's different than most. Right. Um, and this is just a rough. I like every bride to know, because sometimes if you're like me, you just kind of want to know to where I guess it's, you're not, it's more so to feel like you're in control of the situation and you know what's happening. Um, but there's times where I say like, I, I definitely, there's a reason why they front all of those miniature events in the reception to the front end because, and, and with not a bad thing, I don't know how else to say it other than they want to get them over with so that they can feel like they can just, do whatever after that point. Um, 
that's because it takes time. Um, and you know, organizing that appropriately. And even like some of the times I'll, I'll be explaining this on the pre consult, like of the week of, um, and I'll say, you know, this is probably what we're going to do. However, let's put a human factor in there. You might've not had anything to drink for a while. You might've not had anything to eat for a while. Um, so what I'll do is after that point, like it could, for example, I'm just going to speak hypotheticals instead of just talking mumbo jumbo. Um, you know, first dances are finished. Usually we'd go right into cake cutting. However, that there's an opportunity. Um, I'd like, you know, we get to know our brides and our grooms well before that day. So I usually can, can gauge if they're needing something or if not something's bothering them, but more so we try to be in tune with your needs. Um, and Stress and not factor. Making it right. See that so, you're starting to get overwhelmed. Yeah, we've been with you all day. So if I think, instead of saying, let's go to the cake right now, I'll say, hey, do you want to cut the cake right now or are you hungry? Do you need me to grab you anything to drink? It could be, no, I just want to get the cake over with, but I can send, you know, Aaron or if we have our assistant with us that day. Uh, I usually try to just do that because... It's easy to just say no in the moment, but I, there's never been a time that we've brought drinks up that half the drink hasn't been, you know, just taken down half of the drink in one sip. Um, so just things like that, like the the human factor. Um, but, you know, if especially if you have us, I'm not saying that I just can't speak for anyone else, but if you have us, that is all going to be figured out in there and is allotted in the time frame of what we need. Not really a minute to minute to minute to minute. This is what we have to capture and no one can stop and everybody better keep up. It's definitely not like that at all. No. And, and that's the other thing, you know, once you, once you see and, and, and begin to work with us, you'll see that we truly care about each couple that we're capturing and it's not just a transaction for us we we really invest in being a part of the day yeah of course as a photographer or a videographer or as a as a team but you know they they have that uh, statement team bride team groom whatever yeah. you know that's truly what we're there for and you know we, we try to do the day and work the day as we would want it worked with your best interest so that's kind of the point of, of having this whole discussion around how much time do I need? And, and I think the, the common theme is, you know, first of all, communication, you know, get your, your needs out there, get your, your wants out there, things that you really are envisioning for your day. Cause that's all about your vision. Um, and then that way we can have that discussion around what is really going to make it the best experience for you. You know, we, the last thing we want is to have you sit there stressed out because you're trying to, to cram an eight hour day into four hours or, you know, right. uh, an eight hour day into a six hour day. You know, it's not, again, it'd be easy just to say, you know, I get the biggest package and we'll just hang yes. out all day. And yeah, because and, sometimes that biggest package is too big and you know, it, it just, it's amazing for most wedding days, but there are some wedding days where I say, Hey, you know what, based off what you told me, you're good to go. I think si the six hour collection will be perfect for you. You know, but like Aaron said, we, we are on y'all team. We absolutely want the day to go amazing. We're there to capture you throughout the day. And, you know, if there's anything, and I, I hope I can speak for everyone, I can't, but I hope that no matter who you're working with, no matter where you are, that that's the case. And, you know, we're there to capture you, and we want to capture you as your best self. And, you know, sometimes that just means um, educating beforehand, moving obstacles out of the way if possible, and then being a support if you're, if we're needed throughout the day, throughout all the emotions that are there to come. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this discussion. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, 
I don't think so. Aaron didn't give me any headphones today, so I hope I sound beautiful for all you guys. You sound lovely. He you took the lovely. only pair, so I can't hear anything. It was by design. If you could hear me breathing, I just I couldn't hear my, couldn't hear me at all. Well, um, thank you for that discussion. Yes, I really appreciate it. I can't it. wait to touch on so many things that we kind of touched on um, just briefly because it's hard to to speak even about one thing, and then certain things pop up, and I'm like, oh, definitely want to touch on that. Um, you I know, want to so devote it to an, a, a specific episode. You know, of course, yes. I'm the tech nerd. Keep it. You know, that's that's kind of my my gig, of course. But and I'm the talker, so Aaron right. has to hold me back. He's like, okay, don't go into that. We have to talk about that on another topic to where we can easily title this to where they can come and have the information they need and only maybe the information that they want at the time. Well, again, I, uh, I really I appreciate it. You did a great job. <laughs> Um, but no, it, so the, uh, the beautiful thing is we're, we're starting off kind of this, this series of the, the tips and tricks, um, out of the new Lacey James studio, which is awesome. Um, so aside from that, uh, we have more to come on that and, uh, more to come on the, uh, quick tips, wedding, uh, details, all that good stuff. I so wait. until then we'll see you next time. We appreciate you. Bye.